1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, wow. J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Like, did I just wake up into a world where LeBron may not be a Laker in the near future? What? What? This is not just get, we're not, listen, I know if you consume a lot of sports media or media generally, it feels like everyone's always trying to sell you, the end of the world's coming right now to to get you to listen more. But this is a a, okay, let me ask. I'll ask the question instead of make the statement. Well, by the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. I'll ask the question. Instead of just making the statement, after you hear from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN's senior NBA insider on NBA Today.
2: This is very much a committee in L.A. putting together this coaching search. And uh, one person who is certainly significantly involved in this process is Phil Jackson. He's got a voice in this. He did last time when they hired Frank Vogel. He was, you know, he and uh, Kurt Rambis. He had, uh, he had been somebody they considered with the Knicks before hiring uh, Derek Fisher in New York. And so I think uh, Phil Jackson's voice is here.
1: Too many cooks in the kitchen in L.A. Given Phil Jackson and LeBron James's, if you want to call it relationship, Jay, I'm going to ask you instead hold, of like. Hold on, Max, before yeah. you ask me a question.
0: Yeah. Still a good job? Yeah, I think it's it still is. Still a good job? For, as a head coach? Right well, that's no, well, let's, let's find it.
1: Let's find out what, how it all shakes down. Wait, let's not get sidetracked. Let's not get, get side-tracked. sidetracked. What do
0: you get sidetracked? What are, you, get, are you talking yes, to me about getting sidetracked? The, or the, are you talking to the Lakers for an office about getting sidetracked? The headline
1: now. is not uh, is, is the coaching position for the Lakers a good job right now? The headline, I'm going to ask you, is this a real thing, Jay? Is LeBron's future in LA, his immediate future in jeopardy?
0: 1 million percent. LeBron James is in jeopardy another country right now doing dance videos with Los Lobos, right? Like his tequila, celebrating that. And I have heard word from people around the organization that his camp has no idea what is going on. Zero clue what's going on. So you're telling me a guy in the conversation for best player in the world, his camp has no idea what's going on? While Phil Jackson, a guy that was once the coach of the New York Knicks, that was once in a relationship with Jenny Buss, but still one of the greatest coaches of all time, right, like in that conversation, but called LeBron James and his crew, the posse is now consulting with the Lakers organization to choose who the next head coach is going to be? You're telling me that's not a crazy person show? I I mean, look, this thing just blows my mind. When this came out yesterday, and I know that he had a slight say towards the back end when it came time for Frank Vogel, but remember, like LeBron, there were people like Ty Lue that LeBron James wanted. The Lakers front office didn't want him to keep his staff, so that didn't work out. Jason Kidd's name was floated around until he got the Dallas Mavericks job. So that that, that goes back to my point, though, Max, about what kind of job is this. How many people have a say with who the next head coach is going to be? Jenny Buss, Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, Rob Polinka Where's Rob Polinka in all this? Where's his say combined with – Phil Jackson now, that's it just seems like it's all over the place.
3: Well, it, feel, it feels like to me, Jay, that that Genie Bus is trying to, so to speak, take back control of basketball operations to a degree um, because the control was essentially handed off if you ask many people to Rich Paul, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, clutch sports because of the influx of talent. On their client roster that they have that they also could be a feeder system to not only the Lakers but a number of NBA teams so giving them a little more say at the time was a smart thing to do it delivered an NBA title whether Max believe it was in a bubble or not. Uh, <laughs> at, at the Stop end that. of the day. Well, I mean, you said it yesterday. On the uh, that was tonight, only to suit my argument in the moment. It, it, but I also think that when you start to talk about the relationship between Phil Jackson, LeBron James, and this this sort of kind of triangle of people, Phil Jackson's going to always have Genie Buss' ear, so to speak, because there was a relationship once upon a time, and they're friends, and people trust Phil Jackson no matter what you think about his basketball mind when he was with the New York Knicks. He won many titles as a head coach. I think a lot of it probably stemmed from, hey, before Frank Vogel, would you come back to coach this team? And he said, no, but here's some options for you. And then that's when he kind of got involved and now you hear he's more involved where three years ago you heard nothing about him having anything to do with the franchise whatsoever. Now He's empowered a little bit more because of a Linda, because of a Kurt and a Jeannie Bus. I don't know how they sit with LeBron James. If I'm LeBron James, I'm probably not feeling good about my future with the Los Angeles right. Lakers. Not because of Phil, but because of me. I don't want to deal with somebody that I don't really necessarily rock with. Look, guys, that is the headline, really. Like, I hear
1: you could say, oh, it's like a zoo at the front office, whatever you want to say, ownership, whatever it is. It seems to me that LeBron James's future as a Laker is imperiled this morning, right? So that it leads to a lot of questions. Does this mean the Lakers, part of the reason this happened is the Lakers are like, LeBron is really in decline. We don't think he's actually one of the two or three best players in the game anymore or won't be for much longer if he is. Is that part of the reason that, that it gets to this point?
3: Because well, if he's right. at the height of his powers, this doesn't happen, right? Uh, you know, well, Max, I talked to somebody yesterday, Jay that's dialed into the NBA pretty heavy. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, we just having a conversation, mm-hmm. and, and they represent a bunch of big-time clients in the NBA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking to me and having a conversation with me. They were saying, you know, I was like, well, what would you do? One of the things they said, they said, man, you see the Memphis Grizzlies? You see the Minnesota Timberwolves? You see them young guns run up and down the court? That's what they need to do. They need to move on from LeBron. I'm like, but are you crazy? Yeah. They're like, man, he ain't got nothing but about a year and a half to go, Key. I don't care. I, I I turn mm. blue in the face. Well, I would turn purple because I'm already dark. But <laughs> it, it was one of those situations where it was like, he was like, man, I package AD up. I move that money. I get rid of all them dudes. So I, where, I have about where do $200 send, million dollars in cap space, and I get young I guns get that. like John ja Morant and company. You ever, I get that mm. if you get your hands on a John ja Morant, of course. But
1: but I get that. Where could you realistically trade LeBron? If, first of all, it has to be a market he would want to play in. Right. Second or, you know, LeBron is at a status where you can't just move him wherever you want. He's got to sign off on it. So because anyone who mortgages everything for LeBron, they're going to want him to stick around for a minute. Where are those markets? You can eliminate a whole bunch off the top. Right. And then what do you trade for LeBron? What kind of a package can you can you use to get him? It seems at this moment, Jay Key, would you say it's better or worse than 50 50 that LeBron's not a Laker next year? I, I, even the fact that you got to think I, about it means yeah, we're talking but, like a 50-50 proposition.
0: But here, here's the thing on this conversation and I, I, I can go through a lot of trade scenarios. First off, if I were to trade him, I wouldn't trade him anywhere in the West Coast. I wouldn't trade him on the Western Conference. I'm getting you out of the Western Conference, you're going east. So eight, I, I don't know If, that, if that's eight, Cleveland? That's eight, Miami? We can talk
1: about. I'm not sending you to a Western Conference team. 7293776888 eight, 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 say ESPN. Is LeBron James going to fit, forget how to finish his career? Will he be a Laker in a couple months? And if not, where is he going? Keyshawn J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Barbasol. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shave start with Barbasol shaving cream. And for a limited time only, capture your Barbasol Jurassic World collector cans before they're gone. Lakers fans, you want to move on from LeBron and get younger, get a whole bunch of draft picks, get some young star? Or are you still rocking with LeBron? The Jaguars said there was a truthfulness issue with Urban Meyer, and Key says that still ain't going to cost him another job.
3: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
1: Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Look, guys, much more on the Lakers and LeBron James and whether LeBron will even be a Laker next year and if he's not where he's going and what the Lakers can get for him. Much more of that coming up. But right now, we are joined by the great Paul Feinbaum. Paul, good morning. Max, uh, good
2: morning. It's been too long. How are you?
1: Far too long. You can, of course, hear the Paul Feinbaum show Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and the ESPN app. Um, I want you guys to listen to this quote from Shag Khan, okay? When you lose the respect, this is obviously he's talking about Urban Meyer. When you lose the respect, the trust, and an issue of truthfulness, how can you work with someone like that? Khan told uh, USA Today Sports, it's not possible, Key, I, I want to start with you, and Paul, I want you to react to Key. <laughs> do, does this cost Urban Meyer? Like, will he work again, Key, as as a coach?
3: Well, yeah, he'll work again as a coach if he chooses to do so. It won't be in the National Football League. It'll just be at a college destination of his choice that makes sense to get him back to a national championship. Athletic directors and boosters starve to win. We've watched the Bobby Petrino's of the world bounce back and forward, leave Louisville, go back to Louisville, You're getting sorts of incidents, embarrassing incidents. We've seen Rick Patino in basketball do the same sort of thing. I mean, it's been coaches. It, you, look at Coach Rich Rod, what happened to the University of Arizona. He wound up landing on his feet, becoming a coordinator, to back to a head coach. These sort of things are going to happen. When you have a coach like Urban Meyer on the college level that all the athletic directors care about is winning, He can find one of those SEC-type schools, one of the Mississippi states, one of the lower-level, you know, all of a sudden the Kentucky job becomes available for one strange reason or another. They'd grab him in a heartbeat because guess what he's going to do in two or three years? He's going (laughs) to probably win a national championship for you. And and, and all bygones be bygones. They're going to be like, ah, we don't care. Yeah, he's a little muddy, but we could care less.
2: Paul. Yeah, yeah, Max. Six months ago, uh, when Urban got fired, I, I I would not have thought he he could found could have found work anywhere because there was such a stench around him. But <laughs> six months is a lifetime in college football, and right now uh, there simply is no integrity in college football. Uh, there, there's no scruples. There's no anything. You guys follow this every day uh, when you when you get into the college platform that. That uh, boosters are are blatantly buying players. Uh, coaches are looking the other way. Nobody is saying anything. So, I, I think because of that new uh, the new the new world that that college football is in since the NIL last July first, Urban has a better chance. I, I do though. I, I think there are very limited places though. Keyshawn he could go. I Absol- know you absolutely, went through a laundry Paul. list of, but. Yeah, he, he he left. He's left college football so many times with a bad with a bad rap. Uh, when he, when he left Florida, uh, he he really left in disgrace. He tried to he tried to bury Lane Kippen uh, at Tennessee. He he went so far as when he was out of Florida, Keyshawn, to go to Indianapolis to testify against Lane Kippen. That's that's how that's how petty this guy was at the time. He he was brilliant at Ohio State, you know, winning his third national championship. But he left at that, that place. Uh, really uh, under the worst possible circumstances. And, and now, I mean, we, we know he's a liar. We, we know he has virtually no scruples. I, I find it laughable that, that uh, Mr. Kahn down there in Florida, you know, realized now that Urban Meyer, uh, you know, is a creep. I mean, I would have been happy to tell him for nothing uh, about, a, about a year and a half ago and save him his franchise, but he, he didn't call but I mean, there is, but, but there is a very narrow window, Max, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I don't think it's an SEC job. Uh, I think it's a school that is just, you know, beyond desperate that has really no moral compass and that has a president uh, that is in the is, that is in the pocket of the boosters.
0: Paul, this is a while ago. I gave a playbook for how I thought Urban Myers should do it in order to get a job. And this is where, if I were him, I wouldn't respond to what Shaq Khan had to say. I wouldn't say anything at all. We'll be talking about something else next week. And you take time away from the game. Inevitably, you know what the college football market is. Like, it, somebody's going to give him a call that is going to be desperate. Teams are desperate when they're trying to win because we know what the money is becoming in your sport, Paul. You're, you're, it's essentially NFL money in college.
2: Yeah. It, it is. And, and the one thing that he has to his advantage, uh, based on what I read, uh, it's not like urban is calling me is it? you know he's about to go back on television oh. and guys i say this to all three of you television is the is the equalizer once you're on television everybody forgets who you were before that ah. and and inter- interestingly uh he was very good on television he was on the fox uh-huh. news show and he was superb he was replaced last year by bob stoops who you know it was a you know uh, you know really very dull and boring, and now he's going back into coaching but urban will make a difference on that show, and people will say, hey, urban's great. Uh, it won't matter as much and and there will be some separation between what he did in in Jacksonville. and quite frankly, there's already been separation. It seems like a lifetime ago, and he's entering uh, as as I have alluded to into a new world of college sports where where guys uh, and, and Jay will, I know you, you probably shake your head at this. But it's, it's never it, – the standards have never been this low. I mean, there, there is no moral compass in college sports. Uh, there, is no, there is no leadership. And, and quite frankly, Urban Meyer would fit right in.
1: Hey, uh, Paul, Paul Feinbaum on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8. Paul, J. Will on this very program on December 19th of 2021, this past December, <laughs> laid out the path step-by-step for Urban Meyer's return to coaching when it looked bleak. <laughs> Listen to this, Paul.
0: If I were a publicist and I had a chance to work with Urban Meyer, I would say, okay, first off, you're going to negotiate whatever your deal is, right? whatever money you might get on your deal. You Actually, we were talking about this, Max. You might have leverage in that situation. So you get your money, you take a little break, you let things die down. Some media company is going to take you. You provide insight, get your name back out there. And then what we do We sit down, we do a 60 minutes. We sit down, we do an all-inclusive piece where you give your side. You admit some of the mistakes that you made, but you also talk about how you see it from your perspective, how you dealt with that, what you want to do. What you learned. What you learned. And then, Key, you know how this works. A year from now, there will be 10 million things that will happen in, in sports that will occupy our time. And then some AD will say,
1: Damn. What about your Urban
2: Richard Meyer? Is- <laughs> I mean, it's step Pauly. by step.
0: It's right there, right there Paulie. It's right there for you, Paulie. Yeah,
2: uh, Jay, listen, I, I know that we're on national TV and radio now. I, I have no earthly idea what your deal is at ESPN, but you need to quit today. I mean, run. Get as far away from ESPN as possible. <laughs> I can hook you up with some guys on Wall Street or Hollywood. You, you could make... I mean, you could make twenty five, thirty million dollars a year advising politicians, seek corporate CEOs, and, and and actors after they have fallen. Uh, you're brilliant. Uh, you're 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 wasting your time with these other two guys. For
1: for sure, <laughs> he's still trying to explain to us what the NFT is, or is that the metaverse? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm trying which. to put them
0: on, Paul. It's a lot of time, though. It's a lot of time.
1: Hey, uh, Key but, said. He said that that Urb, that, that Urban <laughs> Meyer will win and could mess around two three years win a national title. Paul, I agree. He's a really good college football coach. Could he win? Do you see him ever? Not could he. Will Urban Meyer win another national title?
2: I don't think so because Max, I don't think he'll be in a place good enough uh, to win. And 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 let me say this. And you guys have heard me talk about Urban Meyer. Uh, I mean, I would rather not be in the same room with him if I didn't have to. However. Uh, after Nick Saban uh, in, in the last 25 years, he's the best coach. Uh, he's won three national championships. He gave another one away. I mean, he, he had the best team in the country uh, with, 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 with in, in 2015 with with Elliott. I mean, he, he had an unbelievable team. He should have won two in a row. He, he had another chance a couple of years later. So he, it, but but you you just can't go to Kansas State and win a national championship. You have to. You, know, they came close once, but, but but it takes it takes a it takes a an amazing amount of uh, confluence of events. But I don't, I just don't think he can get that job though, where he can get the players, and he he does have a bad reputation. Uh, but yeah, you know, the major schools where, and right now they are there are only ten. There are probably only ten schools in the country that that could even win a national championship. So that's why I don't think he will. I'll pay. I'll take uh, him not winning one in Vegas. You can get me a bet down, uh, K- K- Keyshawn. I saw you last year, last week at one of those casinos gambling. <laughs> here's,
3: here, here's what I would say, Paul. I so disagree with you. He can get another job, in a good job. It may not be a Alabama with Nick Saban no. leaves type job, but it can be one of those kind of uh, programs that are bold programs every single year
2: at the Keisha not to he, not to put you on the spot would, would, would you mind telling the America which which what school that is? I mean what's what's the ceiling for him because I don't see it. For her.
3: here we go, here we go,
2: Paul. University of Texas. There you go. Steve Sarkeesian
3: is not having a great run at Texas right now. Mm. Two years from now, mm. a year from now, Texas is kinda oh going up to Urban Meyer Twice, I, I believe, already, right, Paul? No, you're right. You're right, Now, now so, you are completely right. Yeah.
2: And by the so way, now uh, all I, of a I, sudden, I put you on the spot. You answered it. Uh, Texas, all of you, a you sudden. You can win a title at Texas. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And like you said for the past 15 minutes, Paul, it's dirty. It's grimy. The <laughs> NILs have mucked everything else up. And you telling me he can't, It. oh, my goodness, can he recruit? Can he sit in that living room? And tell those parents, you know, I made some mistakes, but I've learned from those mistakes.
2: <laughs> Look at these guys that I've
3: gotten drafted in the National have Football League. Have you ever
2: done League. this before, Keyshawn? Have you ever done a mea culpa? It sounds like you're, you have a lot of experience apologizing. No, I
3: just know how, they go, how it goes, just like you. I've seen you. it enough. I've seen it <laughs> enough. Paul, 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 <laughs> all I'm it saying, enough. Paul,
0: is if your car is broken, you go to a mechanic, right? If the NIL college system is broken, who better to navigate a broken system than a guy that's been a part of broken systems before, right? That it. owns it, yeah. and then it can translate it. I'm
3: just saying, it makes all the sense in the world. You don't think, Paul, well, you don't think LSU would ever made a run at him if he was available instead of Brian Texas Kelly? just
1: went the entire draft without a player selected. You think yes! they don't want Urban Meyer? <laughs> of
2: course. Paul, we changed Paul's changed, mind now. Yeah. For him to do that, though, he has to show – a morsel of remorse, and I've known Urban for more Remorseful. than 20 years. I've never shown this guy uh, – I've never seen this guy act human. I mean, uh, he. I don't know if, it, if if it is within him. There's only one hope for, for Urban Meyer, though, and, and you're right about Texas. He uh, that That is an ideal job, and Sark, Sark's huh? going to be in trouble if he doesn't win quickly. He needs to hire Jay – Williams of the J. Williams agency on Fifth Avenue. And if he does that, he, he can he can land a big-time job. Right, I, got, well, I got one come come more for you. Soon. The oh, remorse no.
3: is coming very soon, Paul. Trust me. I got one more for you before you get out of here, Paul. Florida State. He does know the state of Florida yeah, very well. Like a hand
2: in a glove. That, that's all I'm
3: saying. <laughs> What about
2: Ohio well, State? I, what about well, Ohio
1: State one day if if, if, nah. if, if they gets no, paid oh.
2: I, I can assure you he's not going back there. I, I think I think your Texas story was the most interesting because there is no school in college football that has more money than Texas so they can hire urban for whatever the price and then pay you know pay the players whatever they have to pay them uh, and, and, and by the way they're also going into the SEC in about two years.
1: Texas or Florida State? Who's the favorites here for Urban Meyer? You know he's going to one of those oh, spots. Texas. Yeah,
2: you know, you're, you're, Texas, Texas is much, as a, right. an infinitely better school right now. How many oh, I'll years is that the favorite? Madison
0: he... Avenue, New York City. I don't want that city tax. Get out of here. I'm, I'm taking the William. <laughs> oh no, no, to no. Nashville
2: or
1: to Memphis, Tennessee. Jay, he took you just gave it away for free on the radio, and Urban Meyer took it step by step. <laughs> how long till he's the Texas head coach? Then we got to get out of here.
2: No, I, I can't answer that question because then I'll, I'll get stuck with Keyshawn's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, deal here. I, I, I don't, I, I, still don't think he's going to a major school. But Keyshawn, you are welcome to beat that Texas drum as long as you can.
1: That hmm. is Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen, host of the eponymous, the Paul Feinbaum Show. <laughs> Thanks,
3: Paul. Just in time Thank for you him to go to the SEC. Just in time. Oh, Look, he's with you a million Max, percent. What are we in? The kids. We're my in 2022? Yeah. 2024, yeah. you're going to see him at the end of the Oklahoma Texas game with his hat on going he's so headed for texas he is so headed for texas
1: that's so on the money the growl is back for the grizzlies Keyshawn, j will and max espn radio sirius xm channel 80 and your smart speakers we are presented by progressive insurance and we will get back to lebron james forget about will he finish his career with the lakers will he be a laker when, oh, when the uh, the first game of the season, when that tips, is he in a Lakers uniform? That is a real question. When I asked the guys, is it 50-50, better, worse? It was, uh, meaning it's like a 50-50-ish type thing. We'll get you caught up on what's going on. Meantime, much more on that. Meantime, last night, the jaw went berserk. 47 points in the win against the Warriors but a lot of the coverage of the game afterward was the flagrant foul um, that resulted in Gary Payton II's fracture of his elbow. I mean, that's a that's a a big thing. Dylan Brooks thrown out of the game early. I thought he deserved it. Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach, at the post game presser.
2: I don't know if it was intentional, but it it, it was dirty and. Um... Playoff basketball is going to, it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow where you you never put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy. Taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head and ultimately fracturing Barry's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years trying to make it in this league. Finally found a home. Just, you know, playing his butt off this year in the playoffs. You know, this should be the time of of his life. And a uh, guy comes in and whacks him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. That's how I see it.
0: Dylan Brooks needs to be suspended for game three of the Western Conference semifinals. It's not even a question. This was not a basketball play. And for anybody out there that says, oh, he was making a valid attempt for the ball. No. If you want to make it a ballot attempt for the ball? You jump and you pin it against the glass. You jump and your body meets the other player on your way down. You don't come with a haymaker across the head of somebody when the ball's being extended with the left hand and is far away from you. It was a dirty play. And the NBA needs to do the right thing here. Now, I'm all about physicality in the league. I'm all about 90s basketball. I mean, when I watch the Bucs-Celtics series, I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. Thank you for physicality. But for stuff like this, when you're in transition, it is uncalled for, and the game of basketball does not need it. I don't care who the player was; it could be Steph Curry, it could be a guy coming from the G League. Gary Payton, II. second. That is a dirty ass play.
3: Okay, I see you, Jay. You Just saying, Key. Fired up about this one, because yeah, Key, I
0: would have fought. Key, if that, if you and I were, like, we're teammates. If we, well, and, they would have they, never that's did you, that
3: to me anyway, though. So I'm not even worried about that. I'm just saying, fought. though, like that's
0: that, I'm, I'm I'm surprised <laughs> that Golden State didn't fight off that. Yeah, I was a little
3: I was a little shocked about that too, but I guess in the end they you know they realized that Draymond you know Draymond had got kicked out the game for the Fragrant two the night, uh, two nights ago on Sunday, so they probably didn't want to you know have guys kicked out of games and whatnot. Like they just handled it a more professional way. It certainly was not a basketball play. Certainly injured that young man who for six years has been trying to you know, make his way through the NBA, finally getting a real opportunity to be a difference maker for the Golden State Warriors, and now all of a sudden he's going to miss some significant time uh, because he has an elbow fracture based on a retaliation as far as I'm concerned. And not necessarily retaliation, but more of a trying to send a message by the Memphis Grizzlies as you're not just going to all of a sudden uh, take advantage of us. I don't even want to use the word punk, but I'm going to use it anyway. You're not going to punk us. It yep. uh, take advantage of us, so we got to step up and show you straight out the gate three minutes into the game that we mean business, too, on a night that we can't afford to go down 2-0. I think that's
1: huge, guys. Like, the there are two ways to look at it, One, at least. One, it was a dirty play, I think. And the way I feel as a fan watching a game, when when a dude that on my team gets hurt – I'm thinking the other dude shouldn't play until he's until this guy that he hurt can play. I know it's like you can't do it that way, but I'm just saying that's what I feel like. Hold on. You took him out for how long? That's how long. And, and let, let, let's sit with that for a while, right? Because he can't play. Why should you? But the other way to look at it is this, from the point of view of the Grizzlies. What Key just said is a real thing. If you feel like they got bullied a little bit in game one, now the Grizzlies are the bully. I remember going back. This is a baseball analogy, Key, but – Yankees, Red Sox, 0-4 during the – I want to say it was the regular season. Jason Varitek, A-Rod's at the plate. Varitek starts to mess with him. And then Varitek gets to jump on him and kind of wins the fight, right, the scuffle. And I'm like, damn, he picked the fight, he won the fight, and somehow at that moment for the rest of the year, the playoffs and everything, the Red Sox, that's when they came back on him, they had the upper hand somehow psychologically, right? It's like when you pick the fight and you win the fight – even if it's dirty, it gives to me the bully team an advantage. I think right now, now maybe maybe because of what you said, you know, Memphis didn't want to – I mean, Warriors didn't want guys ejected, so they handed it professionally. Maybe they retaliate on the court by winning, but it feels to me like there's been a shift in the series in terms of who the bully is.
0: Hold on one second, Max. Key, I have a question for you. Key, did the flagrant two smell good? Is that what – you said the flagrant two smell good?
3: For the flagrant two – Oh, a fragrant too. For the fragrant too. Mm, a whatever, fragrant, man. Fragrant block office. What ever. Fragrant whatever. too. Fragrant <laughs> two. My, my well, they can be the fragrant. Fragrance. That's the true. I mean, I
1: don't know if fragrance is oh, the, the perfect smell of word, of but my, yeah. my, those my, make some my, sense. My
3: jaw down when I'm speaking. fast, I don't speak the king's English. No. Yeah. You better
1: work. No. A no. fragrant too works actually in a manner of speaking. Fragrance too. <laughs> for the too. For That's the a fragrant two. too for the fragrant. It two. was dirty. It was, dirty, it was yeah. dirty, dirty. Right dirty underneath was the was stinky, call. stinky smell. Yeah, Ooh. for the fragrant too. That call stunk.
0: But Max, Max, to I, I see. I don't. I don't know if I look at it as all of a sudden now Memphis they're the bullies. I see like because Draymond Draymond carries that thing to me. Yes, like, Draymond yeah, set yeah, that yeah. bar. Like, even, even after the flagrant two, him going back to the hotel room to do his pod and be like, oh, no, no, I'm going to tell y'all what time it is. Or even him getting, like, the blood. Like, he got he got elbowed in the eye last night and literally flipped off the crowd on the way out, right? So, like, that energy has always been carried, and I don't think it just – it translates now to Memphis because they have one maybe, dirty play. Maybe not, that player is no longer on the court where Draymond is.
1: Maybe not. I'll give you another analogy, all right? Ali Foreman. Foreman was a big favorite. He was undefeated. He was knocking out everybody. Muhammad Ali, round one, goes across the ring. He's a big underdog. Pops him right in the mouth with the right hand. First thing, middle of the room, like, huh? What's that about? Like, you sometimes when you punch the bully right in the face to start, it sends a message. So I hear what you're saying, but there, the Grizz have something in them as a young team that, to me, you don't normally see at this stage of a young team's development. Warriors Grizzlies is the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more <laughs> tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live
3: the Jordan. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Jordan.
0: Jordan, you better work.
1: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had,
1: Yo, L.A., this is a real thing. We're asking not just, hey, let's pump it up on the radio and get people to listen. No, this is a real thing. Well, we want people to listen. <laughs> well, naturally, but, but really. I know you're supposed to thank people for listening, too, but really, shouldn't they thank us, making their commutes go by so fast? You could even move farther away from work. Just hang out with your boys in the car now. But the point is, guys, this is a real thing. Phil Jackson's consulting on the next Lakers head coach, LeBron James and his people, really not in the room where it happens, as they say, nowadays, right? Like, uh, if they've alienated LeBron, this is, look, 50-50, more or less, guys, real quick, that LeBron is a Laker next year.
0: I mean, I don't really see him going anywhere, frankly. I don't know if I see him forcing his way out over that decision. I, I still think we need to see what they do. Because uh, just a little bit of the backstory here just for you, Max and Key. I know, Key, you already know this, but, Max, you know, Phil Jackson, I think we'll say in 2018, spent a lot of time with Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors, flew out to his home in Montana. They spent three to four days together watching tape, going over film. And that was the same time around Nick Nurse winning a championship with the Toronto Raptors. So I, I know that Masai jury has come out and said that there's no way in hell that the Lakers are getting a guy like Nick Nurse. He hasn't heard from anybody. But that relationship between Phil Jackson and Nick nurse could be one to pay attention to okay. Just yeah
3: i I you know you say fifty fifty max I'm out here on uh in the middle of it right i'm I'm seeing it live I hope it doesn't go down to where LeBron James leaves and that's more because I am with LeBron a hundred percent I don't want to see the backlash that I know can come from LeBron departing the Lakers, even if Jeannie Buss and Phil Jackson and Linda Rambis and Kurt are in the wrong in a certain situation and Rob Palinka, I just don't want to see the backlash that LeBron James will get from – In
1: L.A.? in LA. Yeah, man. You, you this have ain't the Cleveland. Future in this LA. ain't no. Miami.
3: This is a little bit different. And, and you could do and it for I the Clippers, understand. not
1: the Lakers. Yeah, I yeah.
3: understand he in Hollywood and he got a production and I understand he's King James and he's got a billion dollars. I get all that. But it's something about being frowned upon from the city of angels mm-hmm. when you kind of make people feel like you left him hanging because that's the that's the way it's being positioned. It feels like it's being positioned. Let me say that clear. It feels like it's being positioned as Clutch, LeBron, Maverick, Rich Paul, Anthony Davis are the reasons that the Lakers are now trying to figure out how to get from out of the, the sand quick. It, yeah. it feels like that is – how it's being set up. It's a
1: up. real thing yeah. that Key's talking about. I lived in L.A. for six years. Did afternoon drive on the Lakers station, 7.30 ESPN, for six years. You can't let L.A. think you did wrong by the Lakers and then live happily ever after in L.A. <laughs> Not the Lakers. Cannot touch the Lakers. Brandon in Ohio, guys. Will LeBron finish his career with the Lakers? Guys, I wonder what Brandon in Ohio is going to say. Go ahead, Brandon. Come in home. Back,
3: back to Cleveland. What's up, guys? Uh, What's up, B? I think
2: LeBron is coming back to Cleveland. Told
3: you.
1: <laughs> That's
3: shocking.
2: Let's see, Brandon. Yeah, I grew up, so I'm only 20 minutes from where LeBron went to high school. So, LeBron's been the story. I'm about to turn 30, and he's been the story since I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, listen. We had- Guys, by the way, it would, it, I mean, what are the realistic? Could, LeBron has a year left on his deal, right? Could he say, "Look, I'm going to go to the Warriors anyway, and just, I want to play with Steph. I'm just going to sign there. You might as well take what you can get from the Warriors." Would he? Would he, is, does Miami make sense? They need a superstar to put him over the top. Could he return to Miami? Cleveland is a no-brainer if he wanted to go back to Cleveland. I mean, that that makes See, a lot of sense. The Cleveland
3: play, the Cleveland play for me is all about the Cleveland play for me, Jay, would all be about ownership. Now, that's when you start talking about ownership, right? That's when you start talking about going back to Cleveland. It's the last hurrah. It's a great storybook ending. I grew up not too far from it. It was my childhood team, blah, blah, blah. I played for them. I won the first championship for them. Now I get a chance to own 50% of the team with rights to buy the rest at some point at a later date. That's what it all should end and be like. And I get a chance to maybe bring my son That's what it should be.
0: Yeah, if I'm Bron, I'm staying in L.A. I'm finishing my career in L.A. Absolutely. Keep back to what you said, like, I'm not trying to do anything that's bad for business. And my business extends beyond basketball. Yes. Right? It's a legacy type of business. And Bronny already being there, like, in L.A., like, it, it, it seems like it just makes way too much sense than to upset the apple cart by saying, oh, Phil Jackson, like, LeBron is removed away from that. Now you guys have the keys to the car. This will be on you guys. But I I think, like I said before, LeBron going to Golden State, I think he will be annihilated. And I know, Max, that you disagree with me uh, about that because we were comparing it to KD leaving and the timing on the back end. I just feel like LeBron has created a staple uh, a, a landmark in L.A. for the business of LeBron James. I
1: agree. No, no, I don't disagree. I totally see that. What I'm saying is when I asked you earlier, is it 50-50, you hesitated, meaning you really had to process it and think about it because if Phil Jackson is there and he and LeBron don't get along, if. if, But, he, but, but, but even if, with
3: Phil being here, Max, he's only –
1: Around. I get it. So it but that also reflects a larger dysfunction that Jay has identified and others also in ownership, the front office, et cetera. If that alienates LeBron to the point where he has to get out of there, like I, I get it. There are, there are counterbalancing forces here, but they're both real heavy forces. Worst taken, the history of the NFL. It's not even Brady falling off the cliff. Someone has a worse one than me. That's next on ESPN wow. Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. G-Sean, Jay will and Max, the
4: podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.